Welcome to the On the Edge podcast with your host, Scott Groves. What he, she, Teddy, Volta? What? How are we supposed to? How, how, how are we supposed to to handle the next two hours? Well, it's kind of both, depending on what I'm wearing. So when I first walked in, I was like in dude form and basketball shorts. I could be he or she. I really don't give a fuck. Am I allowed to cuss? Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you <laughs> Thank want. Thank God. Uh, I don't really care if I'm out of drag, but if I'm in drag, it's she. Okay, so that's when. It's Volta at that time. You can call me Volta when I'm in boy mode, but I kind of don't care at that point. So once the dress goes on, and I'm guessing those are fake? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Fake, yeah. So once the dress goes on and, and the fake boobs go on and we're, we're in drag, uh, then we're Volta. I'll try, I'll try desperately not to refer to you as the, as the he name. But, um, yeah, so explain. What part do you want me to explain? So, <laughs> so you, much to it. You, are, you are biologically a man. Yes, so I am biologically a man, a homosexual male. And my occupation is drag. Okay, that's important because I think yes. most people just assume if you're in drag, maybe that's just because you're gay and you would prefer to be a woman. But your occupation is drag yes. queen. Is that a fair term? Exactly, yes. For your average middle class, weird, suburbanite, white guy, this is all new to me. So if I say something offensive, if somebody's watching the recording and I say something offensive, just get over it. I'll figure it out. We're here to learn. I'll just throw a titty at you. It'll be fine. Perfect. <laughs> throw a fake titty at me and we'll be fine. All right. So, so drag is your profession. Explain. Yes, it is my full-time job. So I, pre-COVID, um, would run shows uh, throughout Southern California. I run a burlesque show uh, that's male and female and drag queens all wrapped up into one. And I run, a produce and market and host that entire show. And then I also have a full drag show in uh, the Valley. What is that? North Hollywood. And that's a full drag show. So it's a bunch of drag queens. We all lip sync and dance around and steal money from people. So that's that. Um, and then I also host like bingos. And so people come to the bars or at least now in COVID, uh, they're like virtual bingos. So we play bingo, they get prizes. It's super goofy and a lot of fun. So I just kind of produce shows and dance around in women's clothing. So <laughs> if I see you at the gas station or we run into each other at Costco, are you Volta? Are you Teddy? Are you in men's clothes, women's clothes? Does it matter? Or? Men's clothes. Men's clothes. Okay. For the most part. I have like some eclectic styles, but it's always in like boy mode and I'm wearing some drapey black fabric or something. Got but it. I'm never like running around in a dress and a wig just for shits and giggles. All right. So the fake lashes and all the stuff that makes you Volta, that is, that's really just your job. Like, like I would put on a suit to go to the bank if yes. I worked at a bank. This is just the profession. Yes. And of course, because I work in mortgages and finance and stuff like this, and this immediately where my mind goes, does it pay well? It can. It really can if you know how to market yourself correctly. And uh, networking is very big. So you're networking with other people who run shows, try to get into their shows, get those booking fees. Um, making your drag good enough to extend your booking fee to make it higher. And depending on what numbers you're performing, you can make really good tips. If you're going to do four ballads in one night, you're not going to make very much money. But if you're doing a bunch of power stuff and a bunch of things people are going to like, you can easily make $300 in a show. Okay, you have to you have to define all of that stuff. <laughs> so so go ahead, start from there when I light, light up a cigar. Explain to me the economy of the drag queen profession. To me, the thought of somebody being gay is not anything that you would talk shit about or even care about. Like, when Chris comes over to work, I, I'm way more likely to be pissed off at the fact that he doesn't wake up till 10.30 than the fact that he's gay. <laughs> so the fact that you talk about, like, oh, there's still this kind of weirdness where I'm looking over my shoulder or people talking shit or whatnot, it shocks me. Like, I don't know, maybe if we were in, like, some ho-dunk town in, like, flyover state, 
But in California, it shocks me that that's still a thing and that's still part of your lived experience. I can say, at least pre-COVID, because I don't really go out anywhere now, at least once a week, I'd have somebody shout something obscene to me. Shut the fuck up. At least once a week. Driving by, squawking faggot. They'd be saying it to my face as they walk by, doing something stupid, calling me a sissy. I'm like, catch these hands, motherfucker. Like, I'm a six foot one guy. Don't forget that I am still male. I'll fuck you up real quickly. Like, it's, it's shocking how frequent that happens. Oh, look, my hair's showing. Oh, we're good. We're good. It's, 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 yeah, we couldn't have you wear any big hair today because of the headphones. So we'll get some better headphones so that next time you come in, you can go real crazy. Don't tempt me. I got some big ones. <laughs> Perfect. I'm down. I'm down. But I, I'm, I'm kind of appalled and shocked that that still happens. So, A, I'm sorry that you have to deal with that. B, I can tell you some of my friends. Um, and C, where the fuck do you live? <laughs> I live in Irvine. Okay. So I'm in Orange County. Um, Ironically, I don't really which, have a problem in Orange County very much. I was going to say, which in Orange County, a little bit more, uh, I would say, conservative. It's kind of like the the orange wall of more conservative California. But I wouldn't say it's like some backwoods, racist, homophobic people. That's not how I would think of it. But obviously, I'm not of a alternate race or alternate sexual identity, so I don't know. Uh, definitely in Orange County, race is a big issue. And uh, racism is a big issue. Because uh, it is majority upper middle class white people that are on the conservative side that have those particular kind of racist values and everything that I do see that frequently, um, racism frequently. And nobody shouts anything from their cars while I'm in Orange County, but I do get a lot of very crusty ass looks, specifically, ironically, from older white women don't like me for some reason. I'm like, why? Because I'm prettier than your daughter? Fuck off. Like, <laughs> get out of my face. But even in LA, like when I lived in LA, it would happen. I used to take the train all the time and it would happen there. And I'd be dressed in like a suit going to work and somebody would squawk shit at me. And I'm like, you're fucking with the wrong queer. Like, I'm gonna get you. It's rough. It's very rough. Yeah. I'm really, um, I'm really shocked to hear that. And it just goes to show that like, as much as I want to believe what I want to believe and I have my, you know, emotional and, and, and logical, maybe not logical presets it's like, oh, no, that doesn't happen, right? Like, not all these people are racist. Not all these people are that. But there's still enough that, like, people publicly feel comfortable giving you shit. And I'm, I'm sorry that that's still our experience in America. I'm so used to it by now. I, like, it sucks. It totally does. But I'm, I, I brush a lot of it off because it's just not necessary for me to stress out about it because it's mm -hmm. going to happen. I don't see any time in the near future that all of a sudden everybody's going to be totally okay with gay people. So I, I'm pretty used to it. And I shrug a lot of it off gets me on the wrong day, I'm not going to shrug it off and I'm probably going to hurt you. But right. <laughs> So why then do you choose to live where you live versus like, hey, I'm going to move to West Hollywood where maybe this is more accepting or there's a higher population of, of gay, queer, lesbian. I know I'm supposed to go through all the acronyms, <laughs> but it's exhausting, so I apologize. I get um, it. <laughs> yeah, but um, why, why live in Orange County then? Because I've experienced all that kind of stuff all over California. Okay. So it kind of doesn't matter where I'm at. It's going to happen. Um, we had a lot of the the... Trump tents in Orange County where they had, were like selling all the merchandise. So it's not like I felt safe there, but I also saw them in LA. So it's like, I know I can't walk past that tent without something happening. So it doesn't really matter where I live. It's going to happen. So I want to dig into this a little bit because I have my own notions and I didn't vote for Trump either time. I'm more of a libertarian. I, I as many people I say, wasted my vote on the third party that had no chance of winning. But I like to think and I could be wrong, um, I like to think that there's plenty of people that voted for Trump because 
maybe they have conservative views, they hate China, they want, want lower taxes, whatnot, and not all Trump people or voters are racist, homophobes, whatnot. And then I also like to think like, hmm, I've met some liberals that when you close the doors or they're not on social media, all of a sudden they become homophobic, racist. They got some strong opinions of like, oh yeah, yeah, they can live there, but I wouldn't live by those people. So do you find, and I want to know what your experience is because I have my preconceived notions, but I want to know what your experience is. Do you find more often than not somebody who's going to openly be a Trump supporter is going to be anti-gay or give you grief or do you hear it from both sides or are you shocked where you hear negative stuff or where 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 is it coming from from you that you feel uncomfortable 90% of the time Trump supporters do not like gays fuck I, do, I hate hearing that because I want to think that there's a lot of open-minded conservatives that are like dude I don't want high taxes I don't want China fucking up with our intellectual property I could care less if you fuck a dude but that's where there's a difference you could be conservative and not a Trump supporter Trump supporters are their own breed of crazy and they, they there's just this weird sense of entitlement to have by all means, your own opinion, by do whatever, have your opinion, I don't give a shit, but acting upon it and thinking that it's okay to be hateful and to be hurtful and to try to tear someone down just because they can. And I don't think I've ever met a Trump supporter that was like, cool. I don't know if like, cool is like a stupid term to use, but like up at the times, it's the weirdest in my entire life it's been the weirdest thing to watch the, everything that has to do with trump because these people are just in their own world and their own set of consequences that they don't expect to see i've i'm not exactly proud of it but i've gotten into a physical altercation with a trump supporter before because they wouldn't just let it go did you win <laughs> have you seen this face of course i won <laughs> you're, you're a pretty big dude when you're not in drag so uh i am and i have years of angst and anger and turmoil to just take out on one person i get it but there's just this weird line of people being okay with expressing these hateful thoughts and by all means have them i don't care you're not my mom i don't give a shit but when you act upon it is when you are no longer a human you are now a monster and i want nothing to do with you yeah yeah, no, that's totally fair. So let's go through the cost. What, what is like a dress, a rack, a wig? Like, <laughs> what, what do these things cost? So the face alone, let's just talk about makeup itself. I always say, which it, it's not really accurate. I would say my face costs about $25 alone with uh, products broken down into percentages for how much I use in one get-go would probably be eh, 25 bucks. And those epic lashes that my wife was very jealous of when you walked in here. <laughs> and so. these aren't even my big ones. These are like my demure ones. Nice. Which lashes are pretty cheap. I think these are like $3.99 or something. Um, but my foundation is $65. My lips are, and my lipstick. I don't have my, like any surgical anything done, but my lipstick was like 35, 40 bucks for like the tube of stuff. Um, wigs can go from you can get some Amazon ones for like 30 bucks that are mm, fine. If you know how to style them, it could be better to in the thousands. If they're human hair, if they're extreme density synthetic, so they have like a lot of hair to it, they can be in the thousands and the hundreds. They can be really expensive. Um, costumes and dresses depends on where you get them. Some people are fine with buying off the rack. Uh, that's kind of frowned upon because <laughs> you don't want to look like Forever 21 when you're like 35. Um but like this dress was, I think seventy five, and it's super cheap considering what it is. Um, shoes are a very <laughs> fickle mistress, since guys don't 
have female sized feet, we normally have to like special order them. And there's companies that specialize in large female shoes. I luckily enough, I'm like a size 11 in women. So I can go to like Ross and be fine with like a clear pump, but uh, those can be pretty fucking yeah, expensive. Do they make red bottoms in men's sizes? I'm guessing. Uh, Louboutins go up to, I think a 12. In women's, which is like a eight or nine in men's, I think. I'm trying to do the conversion from like when I buy van shoes for my wife. I think my wife's like a nine in women's and like a seven in men's or something. I think it's the, yes, something like that. Something like that. So like what size in men's do you wear? I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> this is the best conversation ever. I haven't bought what shoes size. for men. It, like I haven't bought Teddy shoes in years. Oh my goodness. This is amazing that you don't even know what size shoe you are in men's. This is amazing. I think I'm at 12. Okay. All right. Maybe. So I you, don't know. So you get a custom order with these women's shoes, obviously. Usually, yeah. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, this gets expensive. Oh, it's insane. And then that's just on the outside. There's all the undergarments that go with it. So, I mean, bras are cheap as shit. My tits are, um, they're these silicone inserts that actually have, like, a nipple to them um, that actually wrap in a compression sock, so it's, like, a nude color, mainly because I like to throw my tits at people, and it broke. So I was like, let's just not lose silicone everywhere. But those are, like, $85. Um, I'm today I'm only wearing one corset, but normally I wear two and corsets are like 35 bucks. And then there's the p- tights and the pads and everything to give me like feminine hips and everything. And I think my pads were like $45. And so you have pads on the outside of your hips to make you more of a pear shaped woman. Yes. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. So I have a corset on to make me thinner because quarantine has fucking got this gut. And then I have hip pads on to give me that hourglass figure. Wow. And because you said nothing is off limits, let's just go there. Is there anything happening down below? Do you wear compression shorts? Do you... How about you? How's your dick? Uh, well, you know, it's, it's, 